I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. All right. Good night, everybody. It's actually 11 p.m. late night on the East Coast on Thursday, the 18th of June, 2020, otherwise known as the last day of school in Bedford, Massachusetts. I'm Dan Brosco, looking across the screen and across the ether, my good friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. 11 o'clock seems, seems easy right now at night. It feels like we're just ready to go. Well, when the sun sets at 9 o'clock, it feels like it's really just early evening at this point, I would say. Yeah, sunset cools off a little bit. You know, yep. looking forward to another ninety degree day in Bedford, Massachusetts. Yeah, heat wave coming, my friend. Seven days in ninety, which is not my scene. I know it's not your scene either. So good luck. Yeah, I'm not a heat guy, as we've spoken about before. I really enjoy the winter, and I'm not, I don't enjoy sticking to myself all day long yeah. at work. You're not a heat so. guy, but are you a fan of the movie Heat Day? That's a good question. Have you seen Heat with De Niro and Pacino? That one and Val Kilmer. I'm- I was gonna guess if I thought it was Sylvester Stallone. I think I've oh, seen. Oh man, you're you're missing out. No, uh, I think I've seen pieces of that. He, he right. Everyone's seen pieces, but you need to, you need to sit for two hours and fifty minutes and watch the whole thing. That movie is iconic. I'm. Is it on? Is it on Netflix? It's it never is, on anything. You actually have to find it. I, I will find it. it you know, little known fact, Dave. That's one of those DVDs that I own. So maybe I'll throw that over to you. You can check it out one night or over a couple of nights. But you should probably right. watch it all in one sitting. It's it's an epic movie. Is it on the wall of DVDs in your house, mixed in with it's the? It's on. Yeah, I would say it's more of a, of a bookcase full, but you know, you can. It's it's next to a wall, so you're, it's a fair comment. Well, now that you've gone to Disney Plus, you can get rid of some of those DVDs, right? Never. I'm I'm a DVD for life. I'm DVD for life. So that wall is beginning to sound like the like the DVD wall at the library, right, with all these random movies on it. Heat. When's the last time you were at the Cary Memorial Library? Before COVID. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, about six months ago. Actually, that was, really? oh, nice. that, was a, that was a recent funny story when when Jen and Maddie went to go to the um, Cary Library. I think right before COVID was occurring, and when the shutdowns, yeah. and, and they went in, they went into the back door, and Jen's like, "This is weird. There's like no one here." And then they they went inside, and they went, went inside the children's section, and they walked around like, "This is weird. There's nobody here. Let's look at some books." And and they went upstairs and like, this is where there's no one here until an alarm went off. And then yeah. Jen looked at Maddie and said, I don't think we're supposed to be here. <laughs> and then they Not true. quickly, no, it's a true story, quickly shuffled out the back door, followed, followed right behind by a worker who noticed them. And then right as they left, she came up and locked the door. <laughs> I, I have nothing to add to that story, Dave, but that's incredible. Thanks for sharing. Wow. So summer, summer loving, dude. Summer loving. Happy summer. Um, Bedford's last day of school was today, a day punctuated with many events around the schools. I participated in two different parades with cars and caravans and teachers and kids. And not going to lie, I actually cried uh, during and after the second one. I was very emotional about the end of fifth grade. So uh, it was an awesome, amazing thing to go through with the kids. So tell me about that. Tell me like why the emotions. I mean, sure. I mean, it's a tough year, and you know, the end of the end of Lane School in our family marks the transition to, to you know to middle school, and um, all my kids have really had great experiences there. And although it's three kids down, two to go, the end of this year, I really just felt that coming out and seeing the teachers and feeling just all the love and support, 
And um, even like at four o'clock, I was talking to my wife and I'm like, I got kind of emotional about it. So it was, it was incredible. I really had a wonderful time today, um, you know, taking my, a, a longer lunch from work and driving around town and seeing the schools. So after a, a really a few weeks full of a lot of drama, Dave, and I'll come back to, you know, what the vote ended up with as far as the budget um, to end the year on a high note like today was really special. So that was good. That's a special town, special people. Yeah, it's all good. Special stuff. Yeah, it's actually nice. I say you can get out there too, and you know, as a as a parent, right, and be part of all of that. So and also appreciate it. Um, but you still have some younger kids in the school system, like I do. I know. So you know, what, you know, but one's leaving Davis and going to Lane, and then you know, kindergarten to first, and everyone had a you know short changed year this year. And I, again, I think across the board, I really just felt the love and uh, and the care for all the kids. And you know, again, like yesterday, we picked up stuff from Davis for our second grader, and there's a basket of books that the teacher had, you know gotten you know one for her birthday in the summer and then one just as a gift for her and i'm like you just know my kids so well so again i'm just feeling really you know appreciative of everyone's efforts and i'm sure in every town teachers are just going out of their way to make sure the kids are feeling you know yeah. loved and, and cared for and, and attended to and i think the celebration is just you know thanks for everything everyone and it really felt good so uh, it was right. great to be there again it was, it was Madison's last day of school today too. Had a little Zoom for third grade. Yep. Last week they went up and they went up and picked. You know, were given the stuff that was left in the school. I really wish I, you know, so they had you know stuff that was in their locker. And I had two thoughts. Is one, I really wish I had time to had gone through that lost and found bin. One to, to, <laughs> to find all the things that Madison lost. I don't know how you can go to school with one, two sneakers and come home with one. No idea how that happens. Second, those lost and found bins. I'm not sure how they were in the Pepper School, but those are some treasures in there. If I had time that's, to run, I mean, the, the podcast that's called "The Lost Treasures of the Lost and Found" is one that's, that's waiting to be had, but it probably requires some like video documentation and some deep dives with custodial staff and gym staff about what are the things you found there that just boggle the mind. That's a great. That, that's one that's on the list of things to talk about. When we were leaving Diamond Middle School after the Lion King production, yeah. um, like late, like this is like early January. We were waiting for it to be picked up by Jen outside. We were, I was, we were looking at this is middle school lost and found. Yep. I mean, there were things in there that I don't know how you, a middle schooler could leave. I mean, being full backpacks of books and stuff and yep. stuff you could travel with. And I was amazed, you know, what kids would just leave at school. But my other yep. thought the answer, other, the answer is everything. They're going to leave everything at school. My other thought was, you know, what kid, right when COVID 19 hit, when the when the shutdown happened, left like a tuna fish sandwich in their locker room in a bag, forgot it was there, and then was able to get it back three months later yeah. during the pickup. I think that's going to be uh, more than a few. I think the answer to that question is more one of my That's one of my, that's one of my favorite stories with a, hopefully a future guest, um, Dana Bureau. When we were in sixth grade at Central Middle School, we did a time capsule the first week of school. And I don't know if you ever did a time castle before, but for school, not, not burying one in the ground. But we put stuff in there, like tape paper clippings and things that meant something to us. And then at the end of the year, the last week of school, how many months later, we, we opened up, went to the closet, and we took out those time capsules. And I remember one kid in the class, as he was opening up his time capsules, said, hey, that's where I left my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So that was, that was a, you know, how many months later, so... Dana Bureau, if you're listening, the time is now. Make this happen. Schedule with Geller. Get on the pod because I have so many questions about that about that time in your lives and what happened and uh, and all the things Dave pulled that he hasn't talked about yet. So please, please, pretty please, get on this podcast before midsummer. Get him on. Anyway, get him on. Back, 
Back to you, Dan. Oh, did, oh, Dana, 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 <laughs> Dana I'm a busy man. I've been pretty busy Dana, the last couple of weeks. Dana wants to be on. Dana's great. Dana just got his second boat up at uh, Sebago Lake. So he's he's, he's that's a big lake. Rock. That's a big lake. That's Dana, a big lake. That's a that's like a little ocean. It's like a actually Jen Jen my wife was a was a lifeguard up at Sebago Lake State Park. Um, I'm sure one of many beaches on the uh, perimeter of that lake. Yes. Or, yeah, it was yeah, it was like the Baywatch of, of Maine. I'm not going to go any further with that comment, David. I will say, I was, as you know, I went on board, I look at maps, and yesterday yep. I was kind of trolling around, you know, looking just for water, right? I'm like, oh, Poland, oh, Trip Lake. I'm like, oh, and there's Oxford, which you told me was just super close with the casino and the Walmart. I'm like, you know what? No joke. It's just across the pond and up a little bit. So not that I'll be doing that next time in, I'm in the neighborhood, but uh, yeah, it's well, on the radar now. And trip. Yeah, there's also the Oxford Plain Speedway up there, right, where they have a little NASCAR action. So It's, all... it's not NASCAR. Is it like, like stock car and like rally stock car? Cars, but all they, that have, stuff? they have a NASCAR race up there once in a while, but, but no, it's most, mostly stock cars. Actually, a good friend of mine, and uh, a friend of mine up, up, up in Maine, his dad, who actually was a stock car racer. And, uh, pr- what? Pretty, pretty like funny cars? Yeah. What's that? Like funny cars? Like what we like do? Like stock, those stock cars. Drag like stock racing? Cars. Yeah, not drag racing, but stock car racing. And they, we were in Central PA, as you know, last Columbus Day, and we were doing a hike and stumbled upon this like tiny little quarter mile like drag racing speedway. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You don't really find that here in Middlesex County, so. Drag racing with like um. No, like with actual drag uh, racing cars. And, like parachutes. Cool, the, the, the the lights that come down and the things pop out and start smoking with the tires. I'm like, all right, cool. It wasn't like the drag racing that that uh, used to be involved in Belmont, right? With a with in no, the middle of the night. Not, it was not know, Fast and the Furious, you know. Duped uh, up cars. And 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 when a young lady was dropping the dropping the flag, and you guys, you know. No, there was none of that was going on, Dave. But um, you know, from, from the sublime to the real. I mean, just to to bring everyone up, up to speed, you know, we had a series of super long school committee meetings, and last time you were on the podcast, no, 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 let's let's, get, was breaking, let's go back. So. To, let's go back to drag racing, please. Okay, school committee. It's <laughs> great, Dave. These are wondering, and uh, on Tuesday after much after after eight hours of meetings over three nights, um, we did vote on the cuts, totaling about one point three one point five million dollars. Um, and uh, you know, if you watched those or, or heard about them or read about them in real time, there was some feisty discussions and serious back and forth about what the priorities were. But I'm pleased to say that we did actually add a third grade teacher, um, saved world language for third grade. Uh, maintained uh, programs for our enrichment folks in the third grade and fourth grade as well, not take away all the special ed TAs at the Davis School, um, and brought that to a pretty pretty clean conclusion. And then after that, I actually got, I got into a little argument also with, with some folks about, about the honor roll, and there's a discussion about should you get rid of the tiers of honor roll or, 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 um, or keep the different tiers of honor roll, and I actually made a little bit of a fit about keeping the tiers of honor roll because I don't want everyone to get grouped in the same bucket. And that led to actually a really robust discussion, which took about 45 minutes. So I would say of my you know five plus years in school committee, this has been the most interesting, frank discussion of ideas we've had in this past month. And uh, usually we agree on everything and there's been some disagreements. But at the end of the year, I think we're ending in a really good place with everyone on the same page. So, uh, so those, we have those one more meeting this year, next week, and then we're off until summer. So that's pretty good. Those meetings are all recorded slash televised, right? All, if you want to go to the Bedford TV uh, YouTube channel, you can check out right. three hours and 40 minutes from uh, Tuesday. And you remember you texting me, are you done yet? I'm like, no. Are you done yet? I'm like, nope. <laughs> no end I've actually watched some of those. I've watched some of those with some bad um, bad videos. The So you mentioned what you saved. What'd you cut? 
other stuff. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you know, uh, I think the library TAs were cut. There's a TA in the Academic Achievement Center at the high school that was cut. Uh, a portion of a foreign language position at the high school was cut. Um, a bunch of supplies, a bunch of professional development days were taken off. Every administrator and every teacher took a 0% cost of living increase, which was a huge sacrifice for the town um, and a host of other changes. And I felt bad because when we approved the cuts, I kind of made a little celebratory no noise, but it's not really a celebration of anything because we hate the cuts, but celebrating that we actually came to the best possible resolution of how to make that number work for the town. I think that's what we're celebrating that, you know, the, the, the process resulted in, I think, a really good and sound decision. And that will go forward to town meeting um, with a joint statement with the select board and the school committee saying, we all agree this is the path forward um, for the town to survive, you know, not just this year, but the next couple of years of the downturn. So uh, that's been exciting. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm up to uh, on the educational nice, side nice, of things. Nice job we're still that. planning for our own reopening in, in two weeks. And as a hint that before, the uh, evolution of the regulations around childcare are still evolving. and we're seeing where parents are, where they're thirst for signing up for things in the early in phase three. And, um, you know, summer is going to be a lot of work for us. So as school ends, my, my work is really ramping up after a few months at home. And I'm, I'm ready for that and I'm excited for it. So bring it on, Dave. Bring it so on. What, so so pardon me for my hyper focus, but what would be another adjective for a robust conversation? What does that what does that mean? A robust conversation was that like an argument that can, that can do things i guess that's my code word for people who are, who are disagreeing right which doesn't usually happen so there's a lot of like uh there's some there's some pauses as people thought about what they wanted to say there was some exchange of like did i want to vote no and what would make people happy about a resolution and um again for committees usually and and for committee and, and administration that usually really walks in lockstep um you know just sometimes disagreement is good and i think in this case it was really good because we got to really tell each other how we felt about it and uh, all done with like full respect. Um, um, is there any, really, is there again, any, is there any, think that everything is sort of easy. Uh, this was nothing about this time is easy. And it was, a, and it, I could have gone all night, honestly. I really enjoyed the process. Um, and uh, again, I have the luxury of speaking first right now, given the committee's organization. So I get to sort of put my ideas out there first and have people respond, which is always a fun thing. What was the, was there any finger pointing? Was there any pointing? There was no finger pointing. But I think I did, I do think sometimes. And this isn't just about things that I say. I think it's always interesting to hear where people are coming from. Um, and again, like our position about the administration uh, and the principles and leadership is always one to trust and their opinions are absolutely valid and have carry a lot more weight than ours do. But at a certain point, it's up to us to say, you know, here's what we think is important. For example, um, saving foreign language must also happen at the same time as um, promoting literacy for third graders. So there we go. And just, to, I'm sorry to ask, but what would a celebratory noise sound like? I think I said like, woohoo. <laughs> that, that's a little bit tone deaf, so I apologize for celebrating cuts. I'm not celebrating cuts. I'm celebrating that after many, many hours of deliberation and discussion and public comment and emails you've been getting, that we could finally put that to bed. Um, but then we have like two and a half more hours afterwards uh, on Tuesday, so that's fine. Do those meetings have an end? I mean, because I've that, gone on forever. Not ever, but go, there's no curfew. We, we could have gone on until midnight if we felt like it, you know, so. You, could you have like. There were nights I've walked home from the high school at 1145 because of a school committee meeting that goes to 11 and then the executive session that goes 45 minutes. And that's it's part of the work, you know, and I never complain about it because it's usually pretty good work. It's exciting. No, it's been important work. I mean, that, that those amazing large 
important decisions that you are all part of. So thank you for the work that you've yeah, done. I mean, not, not to, I mean, this isn't about me, right? I always say the service isn't about me, but I think, you know, um, it, it says, you know, when the five members of the committee in one voice sort of stand up for teachers and not cutting and saying that, yes, we, we don't want you to, you know, cut farm language, you know, then when you see the farm language teacher and she says, thank you, like you really feel like that was something important that you did. And that happened today at Lane. That's probably part of also I really felt like going there today was really awesome because you can see sometimes the impact of your work actually in real time. And, you know, doctors see that all the time, Dave, and you can talk about that. But, you know, school committee members do not see that. Um, and at the end of the year, enough, end of a tough year and tough decisions and lots of work, it was really kind of felt like I was a little bit part of that today. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's also probably also overstating my role. So that's fine. Oh, good job. Good job to the committee. And last question is when the foreign language teacher thanks you what language do they thank you in she thanked me in english <laughs> oh maybe she's like you know just kind of That's spreading good. the language to the world she teaches both but you know my kids all take french and she's taught them all french so we know we know her pretty well and uh, her daughter's actually in my oldest grade so um you know, again behind all these numbers are real people right and real people um you know are the are the are on the front lines and as i you know as i commented like in a year which has been challenging you know, to a person, you know, my kids felt just a love and the support of the community and the teachers. Um, so I said in, in meeting, I'm like, you know, um, nothing is more important to teaching and learning than the teacher in the classroom. And that's always going to be the case. So I'll, I'll cut anything else before I cut a teacher. And um, I think luckily we were able to hit most of those targets uh, in the discussion about next year. But again, and, and, you know, as we hinted at before, and as everyone's talking about, who knows what next year will even look like. So that is not the conversation for this time. We had it last time. Everyone's wondering what it's going to look like. Um, but luckily, Dave, and segueing into public health, I mean, the COVID numbers are looking real good in mass. You know, the, the new cases are down, the deaths are down, and curve appears to be flattened, and we're reopening. So you've been having lots of meetings, too, my friend, about about your work on the Board of Health in Lexington, and, and what kind of things are you looking at now when it comes to what's safe and what's not safe? Well, yeah, that's we, a lot of our discussions are around what you just alluded to, like opening up. Um, what that means, what people can do. We're, you know, we're moving, we're moving forward with permitting the, 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 the some of the camps in town, some of the pools, um, you know, with the restaurant. What about like outdoor seating at restaurants? Are you making decisions about that too? That's a great question. That was a discussion that we just had at the last board of health meeting, and it doesn't actually. We don't, as a board of health, as as what I understand, and I could be a little wrong here, is we don't make the decisions on those rules. Those are you know, set out by the, you know, by the government and in by right. the town, but we, our job is to enforce them if they're, if they're broken. So, you know, but do it, they, do they, can they apply to you as well to the zoning board about, Hey, we, cause in, in Bedford, many of the eateries are saying, we're going to take some of the parking lots and have more outdoor seating. And there has to yeah. be an approval process for that. So that approval process go to you or does that go to somebody else? That goes, as far as I know, that goes to the town. Okay. Um, then yeah, but but we, then we if if there's a complaint or a violation or something like that, then that's when that's that's when not me specifically, that's when the inspector, sure. the, the uh, director. Starts. So yeah, that's that's it's a very interesting process in a lot of layers there, and we're I think we're still sorting out, um, you know, involvement and jurisdiction and whatnot. But yeah, but that those are big steps, and yeah, so basically it's just, it's just right now dealing with opening up and then trying to you know there's still a lot of still a lot of work that has to be done. I mean besides the all the usual stuff that goes along with with a board of health or, or, or the director of the board of health, you know, and the inspectors, you know, keeping an eye on the town for, for usual things. 
now there's the whole, you know, still the COVID-19 issue going on, in which are increasing more now because of, of the things as we're opening up. There's not, not new, more regulations and guidelines, and and, um, and, I, and I expect that the, all the, the same is going on in Bedford as well. Um, yeah, so it's just busy times, busy times. Are, are you meeting every week now? Are you meeting more than you used to, or is it still a regular schedule for your meetings? Usually we're meeting, usually we meet like once a month and we're still doing once a month, but we had been meeting often actually, but yeah. plus we had a lot of little urgent meetings here and there and there's a lot more conversations going on um, by email or uh, not really conversations because you, you, if you're meeting laws, you really can't have conversations, but there's a lot, a lot of information going, being passed around and things having to be addressed and support uh, being looked for from you know, like from the director about different issues, but it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of more activity right now, I'd say. And, there's, uh, and it's, it's a good involvement because sometimes some of the stuff we do is a little um, less, I'm not say less important, but less exciting. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but this, this stuff is just keeps on going. And I was thinking back when you and I were talking, you know, of course, every day, as we still do sometimes, you know, every morning I, I was, I was, I was part of a meeting, um, you know, around the town and, and the emails and the discussions and it's a lot of stuff that's still going on. And as, and as we as, and we talk about flattening the curve, like every time we kind of get to a plateau in terms of like um, being able to, you know, handle what's been thrown at us as a, as a town or as a board of health, something new happens, right? So now, now that we're moving forward with the uh, phase two, you know, into phase three, just more stuff that's happening. And we're hoping that we don't see an uptick in um, cases, but so far, so good. Well, yeah. I mean, you're out around town driving, Dave, and you see what I see, which is people out, people congregating. Uh, we had a softball evaluation on, what was it, Monday or Tuesday with 30 girls staggered and throwing and hitting. And some, and I'm seeing kids playing basketball and hitting balls at Page Field. And we're just wondering, in two weeks, are we gonna, is, is the data going to reverse and go up a little bit? Are people going to be playing it safe? And this is a great test about outdoor transmission, and you know we're gonna have to sort of see what happens around July Fourth after two weeks of people really feeling like things are a little bit better and safer. Yeah, it's just gonna be a waiting game, and uh, you, you gotta test the waters, and hopefully these things will continue to be on the downtrend. And right. before before we know it, Triple E will be here. We'll be right oh, back. Don't even joke, dude. Don't even joke. <laughs> no. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not really joking. I, I I just keep thinking back to that time where we were driving through town. And, you know, the signs in Bedford where I was coming over from work saying, you know, at dusk, the parks close. And I'm yeah. thinking, that's so weird slash surreal. And really? And then and then that got multiplied by how many, you know, 10,000 when COVID-19 hit, right? So, yeah, so we'll, we'll just see. We'll see what that, you know, what happens. I mean, if you remember, that was, was it the second week in September or something like that when that all kind of hit? So I just remember, you know, school starts. And then it's early fall, and and it, I mean in Lexington it wasn't the same thing, but in Bedford everyone was just inside, yep. you know, sunset, and then that led into winter, and it was dark, and then March and we're inside, so I think everyone's just thirsting in this very yep. primal way to just sort of be outside and experience sun and and all that stuff. So like we've been having fire pits, Dave, as you know, in the in the, in the backyard, and even today when it was wicked hot, we had that fire going, and it was amazing just to be outside again and seeing the sunset and hearing people around and seeing people walk on the bike path because that's kind of what we were missing for a long time. So hopefully we can do that safely this summer. You had a fire pit tonight in this, in this heat. That's not like that. It's good. Well, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't humid today. So like actually it was, it was, 
as the sun went down, the breeze was coming in that wasn't oppressive, but it was it was sort of a little bit warm out there. I would say, you know, when it was six o'clock and we were just get, having it go, you know, get going. But it's you guys, right. I, I like the fire, so it's cool. You got summer adventures ramping up, right? You got some. Yeah, I mean, so the the great guinea pigs for for this <laughs> for the great experiment of of society reopening are are our <laughs> department programs on the 29th. So summer adventures and kids club are going to be open, right? For you know, well over a hundred kids getting together. So what is that going to look like? Are people going to feel comfortable with it? What's going to happen in the following week or two weeks as people see kids out and about? Will people be more comfortable? So it's sort of a, so let's just questions. do it. And then, you know, hopefully things go well and people feel like it's safe and it ends up being safe and that will position enough to have a school year, which will hopefully open, you know, successfully. So it's all weird. Enough, enough about this COVID nineteen. Yeah, seriously, stop asking about it. <laughs> you, hey, you brought it back. It's, you brought it up, man. Well, you brought Triple E, so I'm going to blame you. Um, so celebratory, celebratory. I'm going to make a celebratory noise. Um, sure you are. Sure you so are. What, so what's coming back first? NHL, NBA, MLB. So, well, but we can we can stipulate that baseball is probably not going to happen. And as much as I love baseball at this point, who really cares? And NBA is talking about starting up in late July down in Orlando. And um, I don't know if you saw, but all over the news today was sort of, or this week was the news about the bubble they're going to be in and what each player is going to be able to bring into the bubble as far as staff and nutritionists and trainers and family members. They're all going to be issued this ring, which tracks their symptoms for COVID and is sort of a predictor of COVID symptoms. And we're all just saying, isn't that incredible? They're investing all this effort into, you know, multimillionaire athletes and everyone else is supposed to like give it a shot and see how it goes. And that feels a little bit icky to everybody. Right. Um, and NHL, I'm not really paying attention. I did see something about the conferences and the groups they were going to create. So it's going to be like Toronto, Montreal and Boston, and maybe I forget Buffalo or something playing in a four team division. And then that's going to dictate playoff seating. MLS is going to start up this summer also and have just group stages leading into an abbreviated playoff. And uh, the bigger news for sports that we care about in our house, Dave, is that the Premier League is open as of yesterday. Liverpool plays Sunday. Oh. If they win two games, Uh-oh. they will clinch the Premier League for the first time ever on Wednesday at home, albeit in front of no fans. So we're very excited about soccer. I think Mark Bornstein just woke up. Just well, Mark, as you know, is an Arsenal fan, I think, right? So he was sad because they got destroyed by Man City yesterday, 3 nothing. And he will correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure he listens to this uh, pretty quickly after it goes up. Do we, really, do we really need Major League Soccer? That's the first question. Well, you know, I, it's, I, can, I can watch any MLS game and enjoy it at this point. I really can. It's gotten pretty good. Um, but, like, this season started and, and ended immediately, so it's hard to really get a hold of what's what to expect. So... Uh, I'll watch the Revs, but I mean, who knows if they're going to be good? They ended the season pretty well yes, last year, but I couldn't has tell WWE, you really. Has WWE opened up yet? Do you know? Uh, you know, Dave, I think they have, and I think I'm not watching. So, were you ever? You must have watched wrestling though back in the day, right? Oh boy, have I? Did I watch wrestling? I got yeah. My dad, growing up, my dad loved to watch wrestling. My dad watched Ivan Putski and Under the Giant, and to watch that. The weekend, but when I got to college, my 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 friends Todd and Brian, we used to watch WrestleMania, and, and Todd Katz. What's that? Todd Katz. Todd Katz, Brian yeah. Kroger, yeah. and Brian's mother would videotape the um, WrestleMania event every year and send it yeah, to us. Yeah, she by, would. Yeah, she by, would. By, by on a VCR tape, and we get it and we watch watch it in our mod on the on the uh, on the on the VCR. 
We, we right. have, I, was, I was thinking today about um, so nineteen ninety nine, right? Yeah. That, that that for me is literally it's it's half a lifetime ago. It was twenty one years ago, and I'm forty two. And that year for me was like wicked significant in many ways. I I met Elizabeth. Um, you know, I kind of stopped being a jackass and matured a little bit. And you know, I kind of turned the corner from 2021. Um, I went to Israel for the second time, and that was a really important experience. I began my senior year at Brandeis. Um, and concurrently, I watched a ton of wrestling with Elizabeth and her roommates and got super into it for that entire year, so much so that I actually went to a WWF event in Providence um, with Elizabeth's roommate one night because he wanted to go see The Rock because at that point, The Rock was just... Amazing. And uh, I remember all of us laughing when he was like, I'm going to go become an actor. And guess who had the last laugh? The answer is The Rock, because he's the best. So 1999, half a life, half life ago, you were busy practicing medicine. I was uh, turning 21. So that's how our lives were different in the late 90s. So was it was it Rick, Randy Macho Man Camacho's wasn't it his sidekick Elizabeth? That's what um Elizabeth, yeah, you bet. I'm yeah. that right now. The pretty Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, mine's a little bit lovelier, so it was cool. My, we watched, we my, watched a lot of wrestling uh, over there on uh over there behind the Waltham Synagogue and those little apartments. They used to rent out to Brandeis students, so that's where we were hanging out. One of my favorites was Hacksaw Jim Dugan. I don't know if you remember Hacksaw. Dugan, not Dugan, yeah. Well, we can all talk uh, about. Duggan, Dugan, two by four, you know, ho, ho. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, in, in a great moment of karma and stars aligning, you know, one night that summer, I think it was probably the summer of 99, or maybe it was the summer of 2000, I forget, but I was out, um, you know, I, w- I was working in the camp in Western Massachusetts, which is right off the pike, and I was driving, you know, back to camp late at night, and I was stopping at the gas station to, like, get gas, and all the wrestlers that were leaving Worcester and hanged her next gig. We're driving out there also and like stopped at the same gas station. I'm like, oh my God, like there's Degeneration X and X in the mobile station in Poland. The same night that I am. And I was like, this is a sign. I'm not sure it was a sign up, but it was a pretty cool encounter with, um, you know, pro wrestlers in 1999 or 2000. She walked over over, like a forearm smash on one of them and ran away, saw what happened. I mean, those guys were pretty cool. They weren't even that big. It was actually pretty short. I'm like, hey, at that point, I was actually probably in pretty good shape because I was, you know, just working out most of the time. Um, but uh, that was kind of fun. I sent you. I sent you that. I sent you that that, that, that text, right, of uh, Tony Atlas. Did you look at that? Like Tony Atlas, who who uh, was a professional yeah, bodybuilder. I remember that text dimly. Yeah, I remember that text a and, little and, bit. And then he was a wrestler, but he 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 lives in Lewiston, Maine. I remember like, going to the YMCA and seeing him there and talking to him at his bench, and his, 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 his bicep was like the size of my chest. I'm not even joking. Big, giant of a man, gentle, kind, but he, he was he was a wrestler, I like to say. So he's from, he was from Lewiston, or he lived in Lewiston, or he's still in Lewiston? I don't think he was from Lewiston originally. I, I, I got to Wikipedia him again, but He's still there to this day, living in Lewiston. Get out. Yes, I'm pretty sure. But he was, wow. he was, yeah, he, interesting. I actually, you know, he, he was a, he's a real wrestler. He was, again, he was a bodybuilder. The guy, yeah. his waist, his waist was probably, honestly, the size of your waist. But his chest was the size of, like, you, me, and, I don't know, Dave Trant all stuck together, you know? It's a, no, David Trant. David Trant, by the way, as you know, I was hanging out with D. Trant the other day. 
And uh, he's actually teaching a lifeguarding course for, for James this weekend. So I'll be seeing him tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday. So that's all good. But speaking of, speaking of mill towns, right? Because Lewiston and Auburn are mill towns, right? On the Androscoggin. Yeah. Um, if you recall, back in January, we were talking about movies I should not have seen and probably walked out on. And I talked about how I saw Uncut Gems instead of Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. So actually, we watched Knives Out this week. on uh, It's out on Prime. And um, I just didn't realize it was there's it's such a Massachusetts movie. It was filmed in... Uh, Berlin and Natick and Maynard and Sudbury and all over the place. I'm like, what are these mass plates everywhere? Oh my gosh, that looks like Maynard. Oh my gosh, that's Concord, and it's all true. So, the movie was not as good as I thought it would be, but I really enjoyed the Massachusetts angle. So, uh, what is check the out on Prime if you have it? What is the theme of what is the plot of that movie? Like a murder mystery or a crime mystery, family intrigue. You know, Agatha Christie kind of vibe to it um so it's very well done the critics loved it and i thought it would be a little bit better but i mean i would say it's worth seeing and you know clocks in like 210 so you can bail off in one evening or two if you're into it sounds like sounds like clue to me but like you know don Don johnson jamie lee curtis uh chris evans you know all these other sort of people that you recognize from other movies oh there's that guy um which is kind of fun so speaking of speaking of people you recognize from other movies have you ever seen spy kids Negative. Spy Kids one, two, three. There may be a four. We've been going through those with Madison. Like every is like there's so many fav- famous people in those movies. Like These for example. Ah oh, gosh. I so many famous people I can't even remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot of famous people in these movies, and I can't. I, I could Google them as we're talking, but were they? Were, were they I mean. Uh, I, I can't even tell you one of the folks who was in that movie. So Spy Kids, here we go. We got Antonio Antonio Banderas. Yep, there you go. Danny and, Trejo, who is in yep. Heat. Very nice. Cheech Marin, of course. Cheech and yep. Chong. Tony Shalhou, Monk, and the guy from the from yep. um from the band's visit. Mike Judge, yep. George Clooney. What? Terry yeah, exactly. Robert Patrick from T Two. Wow, no joke. Alan Cumming, right? Who's a famous actor and um. Oh. And uh. Terry Hatcher. I'm not, not going to go watch it, Dave. That is actually a pretty good ensemble cast for whatever that, whatever that, whatever that came out. It's crazy. 2001. Just random that they're all they're all in that. Um, yeah, I can't say it was a great movie. Well, um, the, the only thing the only thing I can tell you about Spy Kids is that this a, a song or maybe it was the theme song or the credit song from Spy Kids Two hmm. was actually the intro music to the. Um, Dale and Numi midday show on WEEI in the early 2000s. And they used to joke about it. This is from Spy Kids, but it's actually the intro to a sports radio show um, that I used to listen to. um, I remember Dale Dale and Numi. Very good. good. Little known fact. Very good. Um, Dale and Numi. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. You know, you weren't a sports radio guy. You listen to sports. Did you ever listen to sports radio? I listened to, I listened to a lot. For a while, I was. Because when I was driving into Mass General all sure. the time, long sure. commute, and I would listen to a lot of sports radio. I listened to, I listened to a lot of, um, I, I listened to a lot of talk radio, like a little bit of, a little bit of just Rush Limbaugh, just for the heck of it. I listened to. Um, uh, well, we won't talk about that then. That's fine. No, no. I mean, not a lot, just a little bit, just to see what was going on. You know, sure. Uh, yeah, Dale Arnold, right, and um, you know, sports stuff. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of. I can't, you know. I, I, I um, yeah, I used to listen to a lot of talk radio for a while. I'm not sure why. We used to drive back and forth from Maine to Brandeis. Listen to a lot of 
evening radio on like actually on WBZ. Sure, uh, you did. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was that was one of my one of my my dad's um, this is one of his many small many claims to fame that he was actually on WBZ talk show um, right on Soldiers Field Road. He, what? He, was it Glick? Was it David Glick? I think it was. Um, but he was on. He 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 was asked to be on like the the talk show for like an hour, or whatever it was, as a, as a guest. And that was you know. Having him Do you have that recording? Uh, I could probably find it. You should um, probably you should probably find that recording. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it was actually Glick. It was because it, it was David. I think it was David Glick because I have a T-shirt. It was called Glick. It says Glick University on it. It's a maroon shirt. And if you were on the show, you got that shirt. And my dad was so proud of that. I remember driving to the studio with him, waiting okay. inside for that. We're gonna uh, find that. We're gonna find that recording. It's there somewhere. I think I know it's on the works WBZ and the TV news. And maybe yeah, that's a long time ago, TV. man. I don't know if they'll find that. But, they, uh, but you think they want to save stuff from the fifties and sixties? You bet they do. A, <laughs> it was the fifties. It was like the all 70s. the way back. They have stuff from the beginning. Of course they do for their archives. That's incredible. I'm sure they have it somewhere. Wow. There you go. We'll talk radio. All right, Dave. So, what? What? Um, back to the questions we used. To, what? How's your fitness? Fitness is okay. I'm, I'm running a little bit more. It's running in place. What's happening? I'm actually making. I'm actually covering ground. Um, well, thanks for inviting me along. Well, I'm not covering a lot of ground. I'm kind of like going up and down my driveway, up and down my street, up and down the street a little bit. I kind of warm up a little bit, jog it in place. But I still in the morning. I have so many. It's still so busy. I'm actually emailing dictating texting typing as i'm jogging in place for a little bit because yep. i gotta get i gotta bang some stuff up and i'm running a little bit more um a little bit elliptical you know doing some like you know, some some different kind of bands you know at home like just like <laughs> <laughs> some trying out some bands I know some, some little rock band on my on my wii no sure. i got a Oh, those those um those resistant bands. I'm using I know, those. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I got some, I got some weights. So same shit. I'm actually clawing back myself back. I was talking to I was talking to Natalie Gornstein recently. You know, our friend Natalie, who is a big runner, has coming back from injuries, and she's she is running now. She she came back from uh, major rehab, and she's running. She's at seven miles a day. And that motivated me. I gotta I gotta get to get some. Natalie, Miss F. Gornstein is running seven miles per day. Not per day, well, not every day, I think, but she's up to seven miles. Listen, anybody who's ever running, God bless, go for it. I love runners. What are you running uh, now? What am I doing now? I mean, I'm running yeah. every day. Um, I'm, 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 I've, uh, trying to get a lot more biking done, you know, both to and from work and, you know, with the kids on a regular basis, you know, with me being at work every day now, the hiking is really taking the back seat. So, you know, we hit the 250 mile mark and then now it's like, if we got twice a week, this month it's been it's been a real success but um this is qualify your biking to work i mean you, you you got a pretty good arm right you could probably hit hit your work from your house if you threw a baseball hard enough right like how, how, how far is that bike commute for you uh as the crow flies it's probably a half mile right I, i'll try to make it you know a good mile and a half if i can in the morning but i'm also i'm biking to the garden to water the garden i'm biking with the girls a couple miles in the evenings you're talking, um, to, you're talking to your vegetable garden, not the Boston garden, right? Because that's a little closer. Yeah, it's very true. The vegetable garden, which is a separate topic, because I think it's and I'm just crazy. and just on the on the movie theme, I'm just picturing you getting on your little ten speed with your little leather backpack on, like Kevin Bacon and Quicksilver, going through the city, getting to work, going by your garden, waving at your squash. So that reference about Kevin Bacon and Quicksilver, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
It's like Mike Messenger. No idea what you're talking about. So. I probably I probably messed it up. Mike Boyce is probably gonna send me send a Facebook message saying, "Dude, it wasn't so and so." It wasn't Kevin Bacon. So. It was, it was uh, so somebody and so else. So and so. But um, yeah. So I, I'm biking, not hiking a whole lot. I feel like my muscles are atrophying because I'm just not doing the in-home workouts. And when the gym opens, I'm probably not going to go back because I'll be nervous. But, you know, I'm feeling uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit lean, a little bit mean. That's fine. Are you, how much are you running right now? I'm running every day. Whatever, man. How much are you running? Like my, five miles, two miles? What are you running? No, you know, if, if, I think I'm trying to average about four per day, right? Give or take. So that's that's the baseline. You and me. We're going to start running again. You and me. That, yeah. that, phase, that phase four of the Dan and Dave reopening is running the together. Pod, the pod <laughs> be my phase three. Probably my witness. So why why are you scared to go back to the gym? What's what you your Are you joking? You're gonna be benching, right? And and somebody's gonna be spotting you. You're not gonna get that last rep on. You're gonna be like, yeah, I've been off for a while. Hello, injury. Are you being serious right now? Why why am I afraid of the gym? Because it's oh, indoor oh, space oh, oh, and everybody's oh, sweating oh, and breathing and squeezing and coughing and plumbing and touching and germs was, everywhere. Are you joking? I was, I was, no, I, I, I wasn't joking. I was putting that aside. I, I forgot about COVID-19 for a second. We oh, stopped yeah. talking about that 10 minutes ago. Well, I mean, as usual, in my life, this goes in slow because I'm always, like, in really, really good shape, and then, like, something happens and I'm not, and this is, like, the biggest and then I'm not I've ever had. Like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't work out for four months. But, you know, this is, a real, this is a real first world problem. You know, I should be training like Rocky, you know. Uh, <laughs> you with a, you with can't a, get the last rep up. You'll be like, yeah, damn COVID-19, haven't been in the gym for a while. Well, you know, I think a lot of people feel that same kind of anger at, the, at COVID, right? Uh, but, right, we should do some more natural workouts. We talked about many positive well, I've been doing a lot of like yard work, you know, and actually, you know, some uh, tree, tree and bush removal and root removal and like yeah, you, you wood cutting, nail removing. So that feels pretty good. So it hasn't been a total loss. You have some yeah. major bushes with your hands. I saw that. Yeah. My hands hurt from all that yard work, actually. I was, I was like, ow, ow. Like how many, how many little muscles do I have in my fingers, right? They're so sore the next day. Tell me, buddy, how many are in there? A lot. What's, what's a common hand gardening injury, Dave? metacarpal fatigue you know carpal tunnel from using the uh, the pruners too hard what are we doing over here you, you're just laughing you're not I'm, you're not a hand doctor <laughs> I'm, I'm not a hand doctor no, i'm trying to think um i don't know if there's a name there's there's a gamekeeper's thumb but that's not a that's not a guiding what is that what is that gamekeeper's thumb if i'm correct is it's basically like a uh a, a strain or a rupture of the tendon of your thumb from from when the game keep, when the people used to if I'm correct and Mike Bornstein may correct me if I'm wrong but when, correct when you they now? used to snap snap chickens or snap birds heads quickly to kill them the repetitive motion sometimes would would strain or, or tear your tendon in your thumb. Well, let me tell you something, Doctor Geller. Yes. You ready for this? I am. Gamekeeper's thumb is an insufficiency of the ulnar collateral ligament of the metacarpophalangeal joint of the thumb. Yep, I'm close. Uh, it was most commonly associated with gamekeepers, especially rabbit keepers. Rabbit. It's a work-related injury. Take that. So it's also, it's a common injury when you're skiing, yep. and if you fall and jam your pole, yep. uh, and you can hurt your thumb that way. So It's actually called skier's thumb, too. How about that? Wow, even 11 o'clock at night, I still, nor I still got something. I really can't talk about it, you know. I'm, I'm neither a skier nor a gamekeeper, so I have no comment. You know who a skier is? 
many of my friends from Maine, but that's another that's another conversation. <laughs> Sorry, going a different direction, but that's we fine. Gotta get, we got to get you skiing. So, anyways, you're never going to happen. Never ever going to happen. Biking, you're gardening, you're burning some calories, gardening. <laughs> I'm I'm doing a little bit of everything there, right? You are doing everything, but you look you look great. You look great Thanks, in man. person. I've seen you in person recently. Yeah. Um, we had that outside pod on the lawn, right? Some mosquitoes got us. And uh, you're going to get back to the gym when yeah, the gym is in, in, in uh, like, gonna, in like January 1st, 2021. I'll be back in the gym. There's my gym is a risky place. I don't, I don't think I need to go back to the gym that much to, I mean, I think with all this that's going on, we can really realize what we don't really need to do, right? We don't yeah, most, really, the answer is most things. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to go to the gym. We don't need to commute into Boston, sit in a cubicle. You know what I think we should do? We should continue high school. Now you're talking about the on you know, the honor roll levels, right? And this is might this might be not the time to bring this up at the end of the pod, but I think we should continue pass fail in high school. Take this we everybody's talking about taking the stress off of students, right? They want to remove student stress. You know what? Make it all pass fail. Well no, I mean it's it's interesting that you would say that because um you know, a lot of the recommendations that we're getting now again are about how to make school less stressful and i've said a few times in meetings you know it's not our job to make school more stressful we want to make our kids feel like it's a safer place for them mentally so um the recommendation about honor roll was actually made because they thought people were stressed about not making it but the reality is like 80 percent of the kids are making honor roll so i didn't really see the logic in trying to change anything um but a step towards eliminating stress is we're going to get rid of mid-year exams and final exams for next year which is a big change yeah, and uh, like, according to our principal, you know, that, that's happened in a lot of places, including Concord Carlisle and a lot of other surrounding towns. But we weren't sure if Lexington still had midterms and finals. But I was all on board with, hey, get rid of them as long as you're still assessing, um, you know, student progress and, and tracking data and seeing if the teaching's effective. So um, that's going to be happening for 2020, 2021. That's awesome. So that, was, cool. that was good. And that definitely comes out of the challenge success sort of reducing stress for students uh, situation. So. Uh, you know, we were definitely on board with that change for the high school for next year. Very good stuff. Yay. So we'll, we'll be more stressed. Hopefully the kids will be less stressed. But God bless those seniors, rising seniors, because they're going to walk into school saying, can I visit colleges? And will the will this year's kids be deferring until the next year? So there'll be fewer places for us. So you have this year's seniors had it bad. The 11th graders, of which my son is one, you know, it's going to be a rough, could be a rough 12th grade transition to see how the world's going to be different for them when they're, trying to figure out the next steps in their lives so i think a lot of colleges are like skidmore we just got the notice that they are really planning on starting in in early august um are they going to give of, an option about coming or online or is they going to make kids come i think it's got i think it's i don't think it's make i think they're planning on being there um and it's something like that's a lot i've heard that buzz from different schools around here too that starting at least in august not early taking a break in november maybe sure. extended break going from there so i think that's actually a positive thing for um, like seniors right now, you know. So the schools are going to be open, you know, and uh, see how that goes. It's, it's um, I'll say it's, maybe. I'm going to say maybe. Maybe. And again, I think you know, you, you look at the numbers, Dave. The numbers up here in our part of the country are doing great, but you head anywhere else and they're doing terribly. So if you're going to go to school in Florida or Arizona or California or Colorado, you're like, am I really going to go there in three months if they're just beginning to? See the worst of it now? It's really a great, terrible question. Anyways, we were done talking about COVID-19, and then you brought it back in. Oh, that was me. 
Uh, well, we're both equally to blame. Yeah. When did they start using the term rising whatever? Rising senior, rising junior. When did that start happening? I don't remember that being part of our conversation. Too much. Um, I'm pretty sure I've been using it for a long time. Well, like how, five years, ten years? I'm going to go with ten plus. Right. You Google that but later. What, but you know, Dave, what do I know? What? <laughs> what do I know? What do we know, and what do we know about our the name of our show? Um, yeah, well, it's still it's still kind of the same thing, but that's fine. The white, yeah, just I just, yeah. Anyways, Dave, I, have you done anything impulsive recently? Have I done anything impulsive recently? Because I like to highlight some of your irrational uh, and crazy actions. So, is anything sort of? You made any like uh, unilateral decisions recently, or done anything just like yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do this thing without checking myself first? I uh, haven't haven't bought anything large yet new. Um, Jen and I did did decide to kind of work on our deck on our own. Um, oh, strip, strip what does that mean? Our uh, deck is is uh, our back deck is needs a little bit of repair, so we decided. To after uh, to try to on our own, I bought a power washer. That was you a power washer. <laughs> That's exciting. Where'd you buy that? Yeah. Uh, at Walmart. After I waited a half an hour to get in, six feet apart from the person in front of me. Oh, the one in Maine. Uh, the one in Maine. Yeah. You and, transported uh, that over state lines. I did. Wow. I did. And, Is there uh, a reason you couldn't buy that power washer closer to home? Just time. Is it, you know we had time <laughs> of Maine. Sure. So, Got it. Time stands and, still. <laughs> Well, but we did. I did the, did the classic thing, you know. I, I, we watched like a million YouTube videos on, on how to power wash your deck, what not to do with the power washer, not how high not to turn it up, you know, you know what saying not to do. And, and after it wasn't working, I'm just like, I'm just cranking this thing up. So, yeah. Dave, I mean, is it is it intuitive? Is it is 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 the power washer effective for like the deck and siding, or is it a, a specifically a wood power washer? Tell me about. Tell me more about the purchase. It was it wasn't it was not gas powered, it was electric first of all. Electric, gas, okay, power, good. gas power ones are probably stronger, but this one goes pretty high, but it, it took off some paint, but the paint was really a stain, was really wanted to come off anyway. So the yep. stain that did not want to come off did not want to come off. I mean you could definitely if you held it in one place too long at too high a level, you could probably put a hole in your wood. But one wow. Do but, you is it is it loud? This one's well, it's soft because it's electric, so it's not, not that loud. The the gas ones are much louder, much more powerful. And Does it have like a little kickback, like when you're shooting a gun? Like, what, how do they you have to wield it, like holding it tightly? I'm, I'm really curious about this operation. Again, this one is not, I mean, it's powerful, but it's not super, super, super powerful. But so it's a not, sort of power washer. It's not a lot of kick, but it, honestly, if you, if you, I think if you had a gas powered one and you put it on the, on the most um, specific nozzle with the tightest stream, you probably put a hole in your, in, the, in like the fender of your, of your car, you know, like a metal car. Um, for real, that's that's for real. I, th I think so, but this one wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't think I, I wouldn't want to put it on my skin. I think at the highest level. But if any of our listeners have a have a power washer story gone wrong, please let us know because we want to hear about that. In our next well, you know, I think I told you when I was younger, I used to sandblast. I, I, one of my someone draws a sandblasting tombstones. I did hear about that. What does that yeah. mean? Though? I don't know what sandblasting is. Sandblasting will be in the old. It's basically you you take a, a certain type of sand. It's a silica sand, and you. And you had this big old pump machine, which are now definitely newer, um, more efficient machines. But you basically, high pressure with the compressor would would, would spew out, um, you know, this this little gritty sand. And if you, and you would engrave the stones with this with this sand, you actually would. So put it was this, an engraving tool, not like a cutting tool. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was it was like a pressure washer 
that that that's that that spit out sand at a very high rate and we just quickly you would put this really thick rubber on the stone someone yep. would stencil on the on the letters you would cut them out by hand which we yep. would do but now it's all computerized and then you would you know get all geared up and actually almost like ppe and sit in this big this big enclosed area and put on a compressor and just basically wave your arm back and forth you know um, you know sand passing the stone and, and it would engrave the stone with you if you held that thing in place for too long you literally could actually blow a hole through the stone, like through the tomb. So it's amazing the the pressure, the speed that would come out of this. This is incredible. I love this. Oh yeah, I'm not even going into all the details. It was it, this was an amazing. This is we can say this from the time. This was an amazing experience. It was it was a it was a trade, and the guy that taught me how to do it. And this this was his life. You know, he's a tradesman. The guy it was amazing. Though, he was this lean guy. He couldn't have weighed more than 150 pounds. It was Alan Netto, great man. He had forearms like Popeye. Because because you would hold this this sand blasting thing, you know, for, yep. for half an hour, an hour, yep. back and forth, back and forth. And the guy, his he could be an arm wrestling championship. His champion, yep. his his arms are huge, but it was it was really an app. But now that's all. This is all computerized. They 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 type it all, all into a computer, and it it goes back and forth, you know, mechanically. But um, anyways, but power washer um has served its purpose. Hopefully, we're gonna start staining the deck soon. Now Jen has the fun job of sanding. Standing it and banging in the loose nails, and we'll go from there. So, but that was probably my most impulsive thing I think we've done. Wow, I mean, it's that's not a tool that you're going to use all the time. I'm just going to be like, hey, let's go to the power washer and find something to wash. <laughs> People want to borrow now. They want to want to clean my power washer that I haven't already done. Right, it's not going to destroy it. I Happy, love that. If you want to borrow the power washer, let me know. Have I you want to see it? I, mean, I can't even. I don't even know what it looks like. I'll send, you, I'll send you a video of me. In, I, want, I, want a, I want a Geller um, um, you know, video of power washing. But uh, Dave, this is, not, this is not the first media that we've created this week. You want to tease people about what's, what might be coming up from your professional side of things? Oh, no, yeah. You've been awesome in helping me create some uh, informational videos uh, that we're going to start putting out for uh, my office, Bedford Pediatrics. And yes. you've been huge behind the scenes uh, assisting me in doing a lot of my social media. And through your... Uh, your guidance and um, you know pushing a little bit, we're gonna you know get some some good some really cool I think fun informational videos out, kind of highlighting spotlighting our staff and different people in our office, which I think people will really enjoy. Nice. So I think uh, we're, we're gonna try to drop you know a whole bunch at once in a given week, so you can get a little behind the scenes look at the people behind Better Pediatrics, and then uh, probably get a regular schedule after that. But I did I did check out the one you sent me this morning. Um, where you name drop me with a hiking with uh, with with the great rower Tara Stevens, so no need to bring me into that one, Dave. But thanks for the shout out. You know what? You're always you're always on the tip of my tongue, Dan Brosco. Thanks, dude. <laughs> but man, Ben, content creation. We should be creating content all the time. I'm in. That's why we're sitting here at almost midnight, banging out uh, power washer good. and uh, and and things like that. That's what I'm talking about. This is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think of something else exciting to do. Um, Besides power washing or or, guess, or different kinds some of other stuff, I got some other stuff in the works. You know, it, it, they're impulsive thoughts, but I haven't, but not, I have nothing that's come to fruition yet. But I'm always. So that's thinking actually about the, the the opposite of impulsive is something that you thought of that but haven't done yet, right? Usually it's like, hey, let's just do it. Well, I'm just just be honest. I'm looking at getting involved in another restaurant. I'm looking oh, at. Uh, Only thing so, I would say, you know, you know, I'm going to get involved with here as restaurants are failing left and right. It's another <laughs> restaurant. That's no, it's it's it's, right it's buy low, sell high, right? <laughs> sure. sure. This is my feeling. Is it's going to you know, economy is going to come come back gangbusters, right? People are dying to get out. People are dying to 
going to a restaurant. People are dying to get back to the gym. I, although we are going to go back with some trepidation. I'm going to dampen your enthusiasm a little bit. Maybe you should wait a little while. But it would have yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I agree. But I, I know I've always been interested in being in. I You've only involved. had one unsuccessful investment in restaurants. Why not, why not double down, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, what's it? Fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know. <laughs> I make a lot of mistakes more than once, Dave, so don't, don't blame me. But I, I'm, I'll support your creative endeavors. And uh, and again, like, you know, my, my, my vision for, for remote pods at cool places would include Dave Geller's next restaurant. So there it is. Oh, that's one of the reasons why I want to do this. Now, if we can't, if I can't, if I can't be involved in a restaurant, you and I will. Little, little pod rodeo. Little pod, pod on the road, EO. Pod go. rodeo. Pod rodeo. That's the wrong word for it, but it just kind of sounds fun to say. Oh, sp- uh, speaking of this is uh, speaking of fun words. Um, uh-huh. You know what? Actually, you know what we need? You, you got to bring us back some Florida man stuff. Florida man. Stuff. Well, Florida disaster. I can't even joke about Florida right now. It's it's, it's bad. Florida is bad. <laughs> People are doing bad things down there. Um, in in lieu in lieu of a prom because there's just no prom this year. There's going to be a we we have a. 11th grade friend of ours has a barn in 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 the backyard there's gonna be a, a, a distanced barn prom coming up for some kids next week they're calling it the brom i'm like that's what i'm talking about do i know this person uh i don't know I mean, we will not name the name on the air but it's a great idea to try to have it, some fun in this area without having any fun so it's not so it's not what i thought it was that's helpful but is it a brom is it for brom for the whole school or just a certain person uh, invite only I think it's a big group of kids getting together in a, in, in a barn to like cool. have a have a quasi prom experience. So there we go. That's that's on that's on tap for so you, next you're week. You're kind of the kind of the king of those words, right? Like making these words. It wasn't my word. It wasn't my word. I think someone else said. It. I'm like, I love that word, but I like prom. Like it's just too easy. So they combined bond with prom and called it brom. <laughs> it's not that constant. <laughs> two four levels. There's not many options. It sounds like I want to. I almost want to say prawn. That's prawn? a sound. Yeah, prawn. that's something that you eat if you don't keep kosher. So is that's it, not you. I thought that was like some kind of character from um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, isn't, a pra- isn't a prawn like a crawfish or something? Yeah. Crawdad, crawfish. These prawn. are things that you and I did not grow up in the bayou. We don't have any prawn intelligence. So, so when you when you, when you hear when you hear when you hear crawdad, does that connote anything in your mind? What, what, what's your association with crawdad? Yeah, the farthest thing from where I grew up is crawdad. You know, <laughs> I just think of um, I just think of Jethro on on Billy Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, again, shows that you I did not watch because you were older than me. I that, watched that, so that. how much I watched so much TV growing up. But that's again. Well, there was I, not much else to do, right? Come on. Oh my gosh, my dad watched so much TV. I got some. We TV. had four TVs, you know. Well, black and white one. There you go. Black and white TVs. <laughs> Growing yeah. up in my in my house in Maine, we had in my house in Maine, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine TVs. That's not true. I swear to God. Why? Why not? Because my dad loved TV. Because you are just had... like him. You are. Well, I, I never met him, Dave, but you are just like him. Oh, let's just do this. Let's get nine TVs because two isn't enough. Yeah, yeah, but growing up, he like you know he didn't have that kind of stuff. You know, he, this is the this is the this the this is the impulse control gene that we have talked that, about with you. That's my dad. My dad. Yeah. Unbelievable. He probably was a tenth one somewhere. <laughs> It's like the hats from Field of Dreams he bought for his wife, or all the hats he always bought her, right? God. Oh, 
Unbelievable, Dave. I like that. Because nine wasn't enough. We got, we got to have another couple of baseball players on here soon. All right, we got to work on this. I, we got a lot of we got a lot of guests lined up. So they should come on the podcast. I agree. We're not gonna we're not gonna drop any names because they're not gonna happen. But we got some big guests lined up, including Joey Freeman one day from New York City. Well, not for nothing. I mean, there's some small. I mean, not smaller names, but we do know some some uh, not player but coaches that might want to come on and talk about what how they're how they're experiencing the cancellation of their season and some kids that may have been drafted from Northeastern this year, for example. So maybe we can work that connection and get big Mike on at some point. We should get big Mike on. Nice. Great guy. Great family, man. No. Yeah. All good. All good. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Dave, um, you know, we're coming up on the hour mark as the clock turns to midnight. I mean, this is the first two day pod we've done. So this is exciting. (laughs) It's like having it's like having a set of twins right around midnight, right? First one comes out before, second one comes out afterward. It's actually it's exactly the same thing, but this is actually going to be one podcast, not two. But we're going to call the we're oh. actually the title. The title is going to be the two day podcast because that's exactly what it is, and it makes me happy. So we we just titled episode twenty eight is the the two day podcast. So let's keep on going. Um, what, what's on tap for you, buddy? We're, hit, we're hitting the weekend. It's going to be hot. What are your plans? I'm actually working the office this weekend. Which oh man, you can't go away. That's okay. We get, we've been away in Maine it's a little bad, bit. Sad for you. Yeah. Be around, so maybe we'll do another podcast. But no, it's good to be. It's good. I'm looking forward to just being here, just being here, being around. Yeah, it's all good. How about yourself? Um, I mean, not much. We're gonna hang out. James has lifeguarding classes. I'm probably gonna run. We're probably gonna garden. Uh, Happy Father's Day to you, of course. This Saturday, uh, the Sunday coming up. That's exciting. I got I got a nice text from Jen last Sunday. You know, where she was running, and she texted me because she was running early in the morning. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, and I'm like, and I'm like, thanks, but it's today. Close. <laughs> and then I, and then I Google it, and I'm like, it's next Sunday, honey. And she goes, Oops. Well, you know, the, these fake holidays, like, oh, let's arbitrarily say it's the second weekend of May for the moms, but the third in June. It never made sense to me why it couldn't be the second weekend in June. Although I guess that's something to do with like everyone graduates high school or something around that time, so they don't want that to have. That in the same day, but I mean, I don't need anything. Uh, I don't need the attention or the presence. Just want to say happy Father's Day to you and all the dads out there um, who can oh, maybe dads. sleep a little bit late uh, and, and maybe just have a regular day. So that's I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you early. Father's Day, wake you up. You're, you're, you're texting me early most days now, actually. Early I'm, I'm and late, late, <laughs> late and early. Now. There's like a seven. There's a seven-hour window where it's like a, a text blackout, and then it's like everything's <laughs> everything's available. You know. I, I, yeah, I try to wait. I'm, yeah, my whole life has changed. I'm up early now. It's uh, it's all good, you know. Got to jog in place at some time. <laughs> but you have a uh, wonderful Happy Father's Day. I hope you get five breakfasts in bed. All those kids in Aspen. Um, hey, one question for you: When you went to the parades today, right? Yeah. Did Aspen join you? Or did Aspen say yes? Home? Great question. Dog came with us because he wanted to have. A like sure won the dog and she's you know she's great in the car so it was fine yes yeah, so Aspen attended all the parades. I cannot believe how many people, at least in Bedford, that you know I probably know as well. Some of them have gotten dogs. It's crazy. Oh, it's, still, it's still happening. It's crazy. And some are like scheduling them for like next month or the month after because that's when they're due. But I mean, you could probably name twenty people that you know. You know, you and me both in in you know in common that have jumped off the bridge and uh, and done it, you know, and uh, and I was, as I was chatting with Trant about it, <laughs> we're like, what are we doing? 
He's like, and you have four kids. I'm like, actually, I got five. He's like, oh my god, you have five kids, and you got a dog. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you have five kids. Remember, remember that? There's, there's another one. Trans. <laughs> oh man, good for him. Good he, for you. He should come on. I'm afraid of what would happen. <laughs> you know, it would be I'll amazing. Tell you, you know, we again, we have a list of great people. I mean, I was trying to get our Brian Cutler on. We're gonna get some great people on. You know, we just have to. Unfortunately, people just don't have the same schedules that you and I have, like at eleven o'clock at night, being free. So, um, right, well, let me tell you something. Here, here's here's my. Actually, they do. Just like, do you do you want to spend an hour on the computer eleven o'clock without getting in trouble? I think that's really the question. But I, we want Cutler, we want Bureau, we want Glavin, we want Trent. You know, we want a lot of guys coming on, a lot of guys and girls coming on. So we want Bleich, right? Uh, Jeremy Bleich, Dan Hurwitz, who biked cross country last summer from the West Coast to the East Coast, is going to come on sometime soon. Good friend of both of ours, and um, you know we want we want people on talking about Bedford people on. Yeah. I want to get on. We're gonna we're gonna more. It's gonna be good. We're gonna we're gonna get this. It's gonna done. be good. All right. Well, All right. this will, this officially concludes the two day podcast. They want to say good night to you or good morning to you at this point. Um, thanks as always to our good friend Julie Manukian, who I actually saw today at Lane School at the parade and gave her a shout out. Uh, another shout out to Joey Friedman, of course, for his intro and outro for this podcast. And um, we will plan on doing another one day since you're home this weekend, probably at least one this weekend on the lawn, uh, sitting outside, enjoying the sun and sunlight, enjoying each other's company. I like Until that. Until time, my friend, have a good night. Talk okay. to you soon. All of our listeners, we will see you again soon for episode 29. Good night, guys. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.